This week's episode, The Perfect Storm, The State of Black America, Part 1, How Police Brutality and a Pandemic Amplified the Fight for Racial Justice. The reason that we're here is because of George Floyd, um, primarily, right? And then the angst and anxiety that has come out of the pandemic, realizing that we are getting hardest hit um, from this virus, from this disease. And so I went back um, earlier today as I prepped for this meeting, and I, I was just curious about what was really on my mind, because like I call myself the queen of voice memos, but I really made a lot during that time, like literally, my heart was so heavy, I kept recording and recording and recording and just pouring out all of these words because I could not process. And I remember sitting out on my patio or sitting on my couch and literally just seeing that man have his knee on George Floyd's neck and I could not get that image out of my mind. And even when I stop and think about it today, I, I just say, how how can somebody be so evil and callous to do something like that? And then we've seen these videos before. Why that one? You know, why was that one the one that was too much? We couldn't take anymore. Why, why was it that at that point, everybody decided to step up? And so, you know, I'm curious, ladies, if we go back and we say, what were we feeling in that time? And then we say now, what do we think as far as progress, if any, has been made? So who wants to take it first? Um, I would say in terms of what I was feeling back then, it was of course anger, it was frustration, it was, confusion as to how I can two people can look at the same thing and see it totally different make excuses or rationalize it and sometimes things are just what they are there's no ifs ands or buts it is what it is and I have to say that I may be one of the very few people who never watched the full video because I could not take I, I did not want to process that. I heard enough about it. I can imagine it. I didn't want to see it. And in terms of where we are today, at least for myself, nothing's different. There's been a lot of noise, a lot of uproar, a lot of passion, a lot of advocates jumping on the bandwagon. 
but nothing's different as I watch the story out of Chicago to, or from the Chicago news earlier about a 19 year old and his girlfriend shot in their car and no weapon was anywhere around. So nothing is different. In my opinion, nothing yeah. is different. Yeah. I'm pissed off. <laughs> I'm angry. I'm still angry. Nothing's changed, just like Kathy said. Um, no one's going to jail. No one's being punished. Pensions aren't taken away from these police officers. Mm -hmm. I feel like if we took their pension away and we fired them and there were consequences, then maybe they would value our lives and they would police properly instead of the way they're doing it now. This brutality is getting way out of hand. And the more we videotape it, it seems as though the more they're doing it. First they were attacking our men, now they're attacking the women, and then the children. And what laws are gonna be put in place to keep these police officers from doing what they're doing? They're still doing it. Every day we hear another story of something more horrific than the next. When the George Floyd, I didn't watch the whole thing, I only seen that little, I didn't, not even eight minutes, two, three minutes of it, because I saw the life of this man being pushed out of him. And I when they I heard on the news that they said that he called for his mother. And mm -hmm. all I could do is cry. Mm -hmm. yep. So it's a helpless feeling. It's a vulnerable feeling. And then you discuss it. You just want somebody to pay for it. And it doesn't seem like any I mean the people that are in charge are doing anything to make a difference. And that's mm -hmm. what upsets me the most. I don't feel like there's no change being made. Like they keep talking, but these people keep killing us. And it's like every other day you hear something that they're killing us, right? Women, mm -hmm. men, children. And if you go on the internet, you can see all these videos mm -hmm. all the time. And I follow this young man, Sean King, and he is really like, a, he polices the police. He gets mm -hmm. that information. He may, holds people accountable for things. And it's more information. He, he gives you more information about really how brutal these police officers are. And I follow him just to, to remind myself that there's no change really happening. And one day when I'm before someone that can make a difference, I'll be able to articulate this. I've seen this many incidents and what have you done to change it? I mean, that's all I can do. I don't, I mean, I don't know how else we can hold them accountable. I don't know what, what can we do? Yeah. They, I they mean, don't see it. Other people don't see it. I, the, the one good thing is that a growing number of people are seeing it and in action but as long as it took us to get to this point it's going to take a long time to get out of it right because the one thing we want is change overnight accountability overnight all of these things overnight and when you pick up a, a bad way of being you got you layer to get there you're going to have to unlayer to get to something decent and you're right, what it's going to start with is though, because you're not changing their heart and you're not changing their mind overnight, right? That's that's not gonna happen. Even if you have a smoking habit or you eat too many Twinkies, that's not that's gonna take you a while to not do that anymore. And so it's going to take a while for people who view us as animals or whatever they see us as less than for them to get a clue that we are equal in humankind. Like there's no better, less anything. But you can hold people accountable. 
and you're right, things do need to be taken away. You shouldn't be able to get another job in another state and with no one reviewing that background. You shouldn't be a loose cannon and someone thinks that is smart that you should be out on the street policing people. And a, poor, a person that I used to work with, a colleague of mine, he made a really good point, young guy. I used to call him the pup because he was just young and always trailing after me like, hey, can you teach me something? And but he he said something very wise. He's he's a he's a good young man. He said, I think that police officers should have that job maybe about five to ten years because you get jaded, you get stuck, and you you think that everyone is the same. And yeah, you have some people who are there for longevity and consistency in some areas. But is that a job that you need to do for a long period of time? You know, and so it really is. I don't think people are built to do that. Even though most police officers don't pull their weapon, they don't, most of them are doing traffic stops and stuff. Let's be for real. It's not shoot them up, bang, bang all day long. Maybe in narcotics or something. I don't know. But it's on the regular street. That's not what you do. And maybe that's why, because that's not what you do. You shoot and kill people. But then I can't even say that's a valid argument because you're only shooting and killing black people like that. So that's exactly. not even valid, you know? Yeah. But it, it it has to be an accountability factor. You pay, no job, like you said, no pension, no nada. I right, feel like as soon you, as you kill somebody, you get fired. Yeah. You should be fired. Right. I, I, I'm not looking for anything super fast. I'm saying whatever the due process is, investigate it, come in, check it out, trial, Find them guilty, fire them, lose pension. I'm not trying to do nothing super fast. I'm saying that if we do that with enough of these people, because it's on camera, what is it like? What? What? They don't have a gun. They didn't do anything. I'm not saying to do it to everyone. I'm saying look case by case and really go through the process. Have a um, uh, um, investigation done, and once they investigate it, they see that this is what it is. Then you lose your job, and that's it. And if you do that to enough people, I bet you twenty dollars. They stop doing that. They won't kill you. They won't. They will question. They'll be more hesitant because there's consequences. There's no consequences right now, and that's exactly. the problem. Exactly. The problem. And if nothing else, you're very bad at your job. If your only option was to shoot to kill, you know what I mean. And if you walk, and when most officers don't shoot anybody in in their entire career. If your right. only option when someone was stopped for a traffic, a, a traffic stop and they did not heed your instructions in the way you think they should, or they thought they were uh, equal to you to speak back or question why you're stopping me, when I've seen many a video of white people cursing out the police, saying, oh, give yes. me my effing ticket and let oh, me yes. go, you know, they get, they still walk away walk away, drive away, fully intact, you know? And Amazing. if that's the only way you can deal with it and those these people, you're not good at your job. You're not good at your job. And when you're not good at your job as a police officer, that's a problem. Because yes. if I work at Best Buy and I'm not good at my job, the only thing that happens is I got a pissed off customer who goes and complains. When you're bad at your job, someone ends up dead. Yes. And it's not even it's mm -hmm. not even a necessary thing. Like 
one of the things I would love, love to do is sit down with a group of officers and not like, you know, do the blame game of anything. But mm-hmm. even what I do in my regular life, just I, I like to know why people came to a conclusion. Right. And and I'm not trying to I wouldn't in that instance be judging why you feel this way. But how did you get there? I mean, did you grow up hearing that people were one way and you just bought into that? Mm-hmm. And why won't you let, even when you see things that are the opposite of that, that fight, that narrative that you know so well, why won't you let yourself believe it? You mm-hmm. know, why would you say, like I talk with Dave all the time about the folks he grew up and I'm sure Sharon, y'all come from the same place. You know many of these folks and you grow up with people who you would call your friends, your buddies, they know you well. And then all of a sudden you get to this place here and this time here and you don't know. You're like, are you the same person? Mm-hmm. Like you don't know, like you know how many black people, but now all of a sudden all black people are trash. Like how did yeah. you, you forget your entire experience communing with me and I'm nothing now, but you knew me then and you were friends with me then. And then what changed in life that now I'm an awful person because I'm black? Like that they, if you they believe that, go against the narrative. That it, it, it seems that if they don't, if they admit that something is wrong, that this wasn't right, that they have somehow changed sides. Like, why can't you just be human? It's not black, it's right. not white, it's just human. And you're not, you don't have to bash us or, 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 or say that every black person is anything because mm-hmm. no anybody is everything. That does not right. exist. Right. And there's something wrong all over the place. But it's Jean has come to to unfriend many people on Facebook that he thought was his friends, that he worked with, that he talked with on a regular basis when he'd see a post about or they were reposting something that was derogatory. And it's like, wow, this guy calls and talks to me. How could he put this on his Facebook page? How does he forget <clears throat> that he has African American friends who are going to be one of the good ones? Exactly. <laughs> but we're all the same in terms of being human beings, and it's easy to shoot something in the street when you don't think that they that you don't view them as a human, because you'll go to jail for ten years for shooting a dog in the street. Oh my God! But yes, you get to keep your job. You get to keep yeah. your job after extreme will come, in it will come mm. get you. It's terrible. The world, though, you'll have people marching outside your door because yeah. you shot a dog, an animal. That's right. You killed that rabbit. An animal. <laughs> mm. But human life, they don't value our human life. They don't value no. it. And it makes it you wonder, what do you do? How do we, We like Kathy said, you can't change people's minds. Right? Mm-hmm. Didn't you say that? One day we were talking. I think that's true. I think that's true, though. We're not going to be able to change their minds. That's just over time. But I feel like if you're exposed to um, different people and you accept them for who they are or not or agree to disagree, 
then no matter what, they don't deserve to be shot in the street. They don't deserve to be choked out or any of right. that. Nobody deserves that. Time, no matter what. Mm-hmm. And you should be able if to I question the police. Crime. Right. If I committed a crime, put the cuffs on me, read me my rights, and take me to jail. Alive. And let me face a, a, a jury who will either convict or let me go. But you don't get to you don't get to be judge, jury, and executioner in the streets over something that was not worth anyone's life to begin with. Most of these crimes, you're, we're not seeing people dying in the street because you were holding fifteen people hostage, no, or shooting up a club. You're sitting behind the wheel of a car or mm-hmm. in a store. No weapon. You're not doing anything that's or threatening away. anyone. Or yeah. walking away, or running away. That's right. Oh, running right, away. Right. Yeah. It doesn't with no matter. Weapon, with, with no weapon. Get them later. <laughs> it's 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 right. Get them later. Unbelievable. It is just unbelievable. But again, the element that's missing that we didn't talk about that the fear factor, right? What they think you are going to do, mm-hmm. and because that's so subjective, right? I can think. An animal is going to drop down from my ceiling. That doesn't make that it's going to happen, you know, and I can be scared to death because I think something is going to happen. But is it a real tangible thing that may happen? And I mean, okay, you you can't make a sudden movement. You can't look this way. You can't keep your hands on the wheel. You can't reach for your glove. You can't do a myriad of things. I can probably guarantee that most traffic stops aren't shouldn't end in gunfire that somebody is like damn i got a ticket and i don't even have money to pay for that shit. like that's probably what they're mm-hmm. thinking not let me play shoot em up i mean come right. on right i'm thinking yeah. i'm late you pulling me over give me a ticket exactly. and i'm late you making me late that's what you know, i'm thinking yeah and i'm not trying to get killed but i'm trying to get to my appointment <laughs> and it on my job matter. you know what i'm saying think about it yes but it's but it's, again, like it doesn't even matter. Like it, none of that gets taken into account. That you want to get home safe, just as much as they want to get home safe. That you want a peaceful. All you wanted to do was come out and complete a task. Like you didn't want any more mm-hmm. of that. And you have to be confronted with these things. And it's everybody who is suffering from that. Whether you black men, I mean, I know if I see a cop car, I get all kinds of nervous because you don't know if you might be next. You don't mm-hmm. know. You don't know what the situation yeah. is going to run, run, turn into. So it's just like they, there was they a video. have done a job on us mentally too. They're, they're, and, and the children, the children are suffering. There was yeah. a video, I've seen one video of a little five, six-year-old girl asking the police officer if he was going to shoot them. Or I've seen another video where a father would have cameras set up at his house and his little son, maybe eight, nine, maybe ten-ish, basketball in the backyard and he had a camera he was watching police car came through the little boy dropped the basketball and hid behind the car and he asked him later why did you do that that is ridiculous that that is ridiculous and and yet it's normal now and there's so much which bothers me as we kind of wrap this up and bring it full circle is that there is so much rationalization though that goes on in this world that just makes you angry and makes no sense whatsoever. Whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Don't say 
that if a cop pulls me over and I know I didn't do anything, that instead of saying, hey, officer, why did you pull me over? You mind telling me why you, why you pulled me over? That I should just be quiet, sit there, do this, do that, don't yeah. move. Why? 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 Don't Cops see. are there why? to protect and serve. They are constantly instigating and mm -hmm. making situations out of nothing. That's yes. not what you're here for. You're not here. Right. They protect and serve some, and they are on the attack looking for crime when it mm -hmm. comes to others. You're not supposed You're not. First of all, most of these cops who are shooting people are uniformed police officers, not detectives. Detectives yes. detect. Officers supposed to respond to being called. Yes, if I didn't call you, why are you here? Most of the time, why are you here? It's, they don't again, seem to know what their of, jobs are. <laughs> but no, actually, that that's a true statement because they they don't know what they are it's this if you look at the history of it from you know mm -hmm. being this overseer and then still mm -hmm. having that mentality that they're supposed to infuse themselves into your life no that's not mm -hmm. what they're supposed to do if i'm getting beat up come help me if help i have me. a flat tie and i'm impeding traffic can you help me get out of the way? Yeah. Uh -huh. you know, if, if I'm having a dispute at the grocery store because whatever, then infuse yourself. But uh -huh. if I'm just driving down the street and I was speeding and you need to give me a ticket, then give me a damn ticket and let me go. There uh -huh. shouldn't be this back and forth and push and pull about your authority. So mm. I, it's like, you don't need to be that. You don't need to be disrespectful or anything. You need to have great customer mm -hmm. freaking service. That's what you need to have. <laughs> right. Yeah, they need to be retrained in what so their I don't think they know are. anything about customer service. Right, I don't but, think they know what customer service is. They're not there to serve us. They're there to, mm -hmm. to uh, terrorize us. They're there to That's protect awful. other people from us. <laughs> they're, right, they're, and I don't know, yeah. what, where did the fear come from? How did they become oh, so afraid of us? That's a that's, whole that's nother the, show. <laughs> yes, it is. That's the history of white-black relations. We that's we need to, we need to do a deep dive show. book. Um, what's the name of the new Jim Crow? We need to explore that mm. puppy. Because literally, it's just about creating this this pit of pitting black against white because, oh, if the white man feels like he's one step above the black man, I mean, mm -hmm. I'm not going to tell this at all right, but, <laughs> and I'm not, because I can't tell a story well at all, but it is about just creating, like, I'm going to tell this real quick. I forget this man's name, but he said something that it gave me such clarity. I said, I get it. So, Lower class, low income, I hate to say lower class, but lower income white folks have been puppet mastered mm -hmm. by moneyed white men for forever, mm -hmm. right? They don't see it. And he made this no. point and he said, Tim Wise, that's who it was. I think I, he was on whatever show. And he said, why is it that white men went and fought the Civil War? Who were those soldiers? mostly from these dirt poor white families they didn't own slaves why were they fighting mm. like that that's it in a nutshell 
You keep mm-hmm. getting used by white men with money and you don't even see it. They say, you know yeah. what? To divert your attention to these black people over there so we can rob you blind. So we can make mm-hmm. billions of dollars during this damn pan- pandemic and you're trying to get food on the food line and you've never been there before. Or you can't pay your car note or we're holding up Congress because we can't pass a damn bill that's going to help you. Keep looking over mm-hmm. there. Those black people. Those black people. Those black yeah. people. And they keep, they have puppet mastered these people since the beginning of this damn country and they still can't see it. I'm not, like we talked last week, who is taking your job? It ain't me, it ain't you, it ain't you. Right. It's not even the Mexicans. They're not taking your job. And if they are taking your job, guess what? Rich white people are sending them over there. They're sending their jobs over there. They all they are. are to them. They're giving you jobs. As a teenager with yes. an after school job anywhere I go anymore. Say that once again. I can't find a black teenager with an after school job damn near mm. anywhere I go anymore. That's true. That's true. That that is true. But I mean, it's it's just crazy. I know. Again, we've gotten all off topic. May use it, may mm-hmm. not. Um, but I I guess to like Kathy said, to bring it back around. What we talking about the whole the whole point was how did we get here where there is um, a growing involvement by all people by all people for the Black Lives Matter movement? Was it because the pandemic occurred at the same time? Was that the perfect storm? And you had this captive audience. You had these people who were watching everything people who were pent up and just wanted to be out, people who were so laser focused on TV and what was happening said, nah, this can't stand. Why do you think the the pairing of these two things made people move in the way that people move? Join us next time for part two of The Perfect Storm. We'll discuss the pandemic and its effect on social justice. We support black authors. Visit Amazon today and download your copy of It Could All Be So Simple, But It Really Isn't by Matthew Morrison. Learn how to discard your old ways of thinking and take on a new way of being.